Hi, everyone. Welcome to our second edition of The Baker's Chat. I'm Shira Gross, also known as Watch Me Whip, watchme.whip on Instagram, joined today by some of my, my baking sisterhood friends. Um, let's take a minute to introduce ourselves. We'll start with Hana. Hi, my name is Hana Nesgin, and my Instagram is the Trusty Baker, and I am located in L.A. Okay, Pessy. Hi, my name is Pessy Brawl. Um, Instagram is peace underscore underscore cake. Um, actually, it's peace o cake. Um, and I'm located in Muncie. Brachy. Hi, my name is Brachy Steinmetz. I'm from Antwerp in Belgium. Um, my Instagram name is Cake It Away by B. And I'm really happy to be here for a second time. Okay, thank you all for joining. Um, today we're going to discuss one of our most repeated conversations on our Baking Sisterhood chat, and that is the conversation of the French macaron. Not to be confused with a macaron. A macaron is a gooey shredded coconut dalloped, dip in, dipped in chocolate. A French macaron is a chewy almond meringue cookie, and it's followed by a silky center and a flavorful filling. It's a chewy yet soft, delicate in flavor, and it's a very satisfying treat. So we often discuss um, the macaron in our chat because um, people find that macarons are finicky. Um, just so that our, our listeners know what a macaron entails, so that we understand when we're discussing the anatomy of it, we'll start with the anatomy of a macaron. There is a shell. Um, a shell is a shine, should be shiny and flat with no peaks. Then there's the foot. The foot is a, it should have a ruffle or a, thrilled, a frilled appearance with even consistency around the macaron. And then there's the filling. The filling should be, should be contained by the edges and it can, shouldn't spill over. Um, and there's so many different flavors of filling um, that we can choose from. And then we should maybe open our discussion with macaron fillings. Um, does anybody have a favorite filling that they like to use when making macarons? We'll start with Hana. Um, so I usually use buttercream or ganache. Um, actually, funny, I do not like macarons. I do not like super sweet things. Um, but um, I think you can, the flavors are so, you know, can change the whole macaron. And um, if you like caramel or chocolate or, I mean, pistachio, there's so many endless options for the fillings. Um, and it could be delicious for those who like it. That's true. I agree with you. I actually don't like them at all. The only ones that I like are with chocolate filling, but that's because I don't like fruit or I find buttercream too, too um, sweet as well. And since the macaron is made from almond flour and sugar which is mo and, and egg whites, I just find that it's too sweet for me. And I find when I use chocolate ganache, that's the offset of the, the sweetness. It brings that little bit of uh, an edgier taste. Um, it's not my first choice, but, you know, when made correctly, they can be really delicious. Pesty, what about you? Mm -hmm. um, so I also do usually buttercream or um, ganache, and sometimes I do buttercream in the center like a jam or something, like a strawberry jelly or blueberry or something like that. And me too, I also don't love them. My favorite one, though, is the chocolate mint, so it's not sweet because it has the mint flavor, so it's like perfectly, you know, the perfect, amount of balance. sweetness and flavor and the balance is just perfect that's the only one that i really really love but 
yeah, they're all really good when they're, you know. And I put in a lot of like, what's it called in the in the in the flavoring that they're all when when somebody eats it, like it's actually really really good. Somebody that likes it is gonna. It's not. I try to make it not sweet and whatever. You know, you have to balance out the filling with the shell and everything. But yeah. Okay, Buffy. What about you? All right. I I guess uh, on the contrary to you, I love sweet stuff. Um, so I loved the salted uh, ca- salted caramel macaron, and also the combination of the peanut butter and jelly macaron. Um, but then again, I also love doing. I love eating the uh, um, maca flavor or just you know simple ganache. Um, but I really I love macarons. Every time I eat it, like. Every time I make it, sorry. Every time I make it, I make sure to eat it. Yeah. So we really I should have discussed. I always taste it. That's for sure. I must make sure yeah. that it's perfect, so I always end up tasting them, and then, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we probably should have began the conversation with what got us all, like, making macarons to start with. I know for myself, um, like I said, when I said on our last um, podcast, when I started making the number cake, I was looking for someone in Muncie um, who sells macarons, and I couldn't find anyone who would sell either by the dozen or any bakery that I could walk into and buy. Um, I had tried it years ago and had no issues. I tried a simple recipe um, and came out perfect. I made a coffee flavor. I actually made it for Shavuos. I made a coffee flavor with a cream cheese filling, and then I dipped it in milk chocolate. Now, like I said, I don't love sweet things. But the mix of those three flavors were so incredible, I can't even tell you. And it looked pretty awesome. I actually stuck, stuck, a, stuck a popsicle in the middle of it and made it like kind of a lollipop. Um, I don't know. It came out perfectly. The flavor mix, the mixture of the flavors just complemented each other. Um, and, and I never made it again. Um, and then I'm going to make my, um, my, I went to make my husband his birthday cake. Um, I was looking for macarons, and I'm like, all right, let me start this. And that's when I started my Watch Me Whip business. Um, and it, like, took off with the cake and that people wanted macarons. And it seems to be trending now. Um, and really Rosh Hashanah time is when I really started making, like, different flavors and testing. My husband, of course, was my taste tester. Um, I made, like, um, I think 15 or 20 different flavors and different fillings. Um, it, it got very complicated marking off who was getting what. Um, and my husband was the tester, so we did, like, pistachio. And I did, like, a cream, like a mac and cheese, I called it, like, which was a chocolate with cream cheese filling and all different flavors. Um, and I got started with that. And as I got more and more into it, I, I found it more and more complicated. It was, like, the more I made it, the more batches I failed. And um, I don't know, I find that some 50% of my batches work, so I have 50% that are perfect, and then I have the other 50% that my children now take to snack, or they really can't bring it to school because of the almond flour, but my children take and eat outside. Um, so that's what got me started. Hannah, what about you? Um, so, yeah, it was like the trend. Everybody was making macarons, so, um, you know, and I would watch videos and some people would make it look so easy and then you'd read the comments and you'd, you know, you'd see like everybody's flopping and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to do this. Um, and then also almond flour is really expensive, you know, like the ingredients to just try it out over and over and over. 
Um, and then I'm like, you know what, that's it. I went to Costco and they had like really cheap almond flour on sale. I was like, okay, fine. You know, my ingredients won't cost so much. And then I tried it and I got perfect feet. And I don't know if my shell was perfect, but I like to think it was. Um, and then I was like, great, this is not so difficult after all. And then I tried another batch and another batch and I kept failing at it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, um, this is way more difficult than I thought. <laughs> and it's not as easy as the first try and sometimes um, and then and then I needed it for an order one time and it was a disaster <laughs> and I basically cried the whole night because it just kept failing um, but I think with practice you know you just have to try different techniques different recipes and mm, you can do it okay Pesty what about you um, for me, I actually never thought it was something that I would ever do. Like, I always felt like in the kitchen, not me. But then a very close friend of mine got married, and I wanted to put something in her apartment, so I ended up making a letter cake for her, and I tried the macarons. And it came out perfect, and I just put it into her apartment and everything, whatever. I put it on my status, a picture of it, and that's where it went. And now pizza cake was born, whatever, then, almost a year ago, like just about a year next week, actually. So, yeah. Wow. Okay, Bessie, what about you? Did Bessie want to say something else? Yeah, I just wanted to add that it's not, it's really, really difficult. I always say that every time I make, let's say, eight times the recipe, I end up have, having four times the recipe and four times in the garbage. So, it's a lot, a 50, lot of hard 50. work. Yep, 50 50. And it's frustrating also because everything, there's no machines doing it. You do everything yourself. Like, people always think, they're like, how is it so hard? You just get a thing and it's going to just make the macarons. I'm like, no, that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You need to mix it yourself. You need to sift everything yourself. And the perfect macarons, you need to make it perfect and then pipe it. And everything is hand work. It's not like no machines, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Yeah, we know. <laughs> okay, Buffy, what about you? When did you get started with macarons? So I got started last year, like a year ago, um, because I found it very intriguing, and I always used to watch uh, YouTube videos about it. And it was very, like, it was something that I wanted to do just for the challenge because I didn't necessarily need it for the cakes. But, um, you know, it's always nice to add a macaron and finishing touch or something, but it wasn't something, you know, that I wanted to add to my list of things that I do. So, but then someone came to Antwerp to teach um, a class, and I decided, you know what, let's just go for it, and I did. Um, that was right before Pesach, and then after Pesach, I tried it, and I kept failing and failing for months, um, and I just gave up. And then one night, I decided, you know what, let's just try again, and it was quite okay. I would say like half of the batter was okay. Um, and I kept on trying, I kept on, you know, holding, um, keeping strong and, and trying and trying until I, Baruch Hashem, got really good in it. And it was, you know, the coloring came out perfect and the feet came out perfect and they, they rose really nicely and whatever. Um, until now, before Pesach, we made a new kitchen and I got a new oven. And that's when it started failing again and again. And it was really frustrating because, you know, every oven is so different. So the, what I did for the last oven wasn't the same as my new one. So I tried different recipes and spoke to different people that, that made the macarons, and everyone gave me their tips, 
and obviously I tried all of them, and Baruch Hashem, now I can say that it's perfect again. <laughs> wow, that's lucky. But it's lots, lots, lots of trials and errors, and, and lots of frustrations, lots of tears, of sleepless yeah. nights, um, and yeah, I think you can all relate to that. It's 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 so like you know, until the point that you give up and you say never again do I want to make or see a macaron again and then but but maybe I do so it's like always the last thing that keeps you going basically for me when I first tried the macarons I I realized I did a lot of research and I found that um my oven was the first issue and everyone suggested the suggestions online that I found was to get an oven thermometer and test the oven um, and then I perfected my, my technique, and I worked it out, and I found it was really my oven. And then came Pesach time, and I self-cleaned my oven, and then I tried to do it again after Pesach, and I had batch after batch after batch that was destroyed. And I literally, I was going to give up. I stopped, to be honest, I stopped selling macarons by the dozen. I used to sell them by the dozen um, because when someone wants a ma- like a dozen macarons, they usually want a dozen or two and for me, perfection is important, so I like to have uniform in color and uniform in size. Um, and I wasn't getting that with my oven. There was getting discoloration, and I'd have some of the lighter colors get, um, you know, browner on some ends of it, and I couldn't get a full dozen from a full batch. And I'd be up all night making batches after batches after batches, and I just, I had given up. But what I discovered after my troubles with my oven was that it's mostly weather-related. Does anyone see that? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I, find, I don't find that so much, no. I find that when, when, when I have a situation where it's rainy outside or it's very muggy, um, I find that, you know, it needs to sit for a half an hour. Macarons need to sit at least a half an hour, um, or at least that's the suggested. So it, feels, it, um, it develops a fine um, coating, um, and I find that when it's, when it's really muggy outside or raining, almost all my batches fail. And it's because they don't dry frustrating. Completely. Right. They don't, they so don't what I, the skin. So I just, I'm just, what is your tech? I found a, a bunch of techniques and I can just, I'll let you know, I guess I can go last, but what are your troubleshooting techniques that you found worked for you um, when testing all your failures and then having success after your failures? Hannah, you said you kind of stopped doing your um, the macarons. Do you have any success stories? Um, so I don't do it too often, but I live in LA, so generally the weather isn't that bad. <laughs> Thank God. So I don't think I ever had an issue with the weather. Like if it's muggy outside or if it's too cold and I just won't make it then. Um, but I don't really know much about like the weather issues and how to troubleshoot that. Okay, what about you, Pessy? So I usually try um, um, to, if I know that I'm going to need something, I try to do it on a day, like I look at the weather. If I see it's going to be like terrible weather, I try to do it before because I already had issues where I had an order and then it was like terrible weather and I couldn't get it done and it was like terrible. So I try to do it um, before or I learned that I need to do the temperature in my house has to be a certain like degree so that it's, that it's fine. Like, not too cold and not too warm and, and like also it shouldn't be too runny like the 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 macaron like the macaronage because because then it's it's it becomes too if it's too hot it becomes like it becomes too runny and it flops it becomes like 
I think, Pessy, you should repeat that because we didn't hear it. The what? I think you should re- repeat what you said because we didn't hear it. Okay, so I was saying that if I know that the weather is bad, then I try to do it the day before or something like that because I already had issues with that. Basically, I, I, I already had that I had to order one day and the weather was terrible. I couldn't get it done and it flopped and I tried again and it flopped again and again and again. So I try to do that. I try to do it before. And then I also learned that if I do have to do it on a day where, it's, you know, the weather is terrible, that I have to have my, my house on a certain degree so that it's not too cold and not too hot. So that helps out somehow. I don't know exactly because I know the weather is a big, you know. But I also find that if the, the mixture, like the macaroni, is too um, um, runny, like if I mix it too much, basically I leave it a little bit stiffer than usual so that if it's too if it's going to be too hot or too, the weather is going to affect it, it shouldn't affect it so much or it still become, like it doesn't become too runny or too, the, the skin still forms and doesn't connect, right. like it used to connect in the, in the humidity or, 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 and crack on the top or like just become like, like what's it, whatever, I can find whatever. So that helps if it's a little bit heavier and the, and the thingy in the house. Okay. Rocky, what about you? Yeah, so I guess I'm like what I, what I'm gonna say is totally not relatable to you because here in Belgium it rains like 90% of the year. So <laughs> if I may say so, so the weather is always very humid and very um, not good. Um, but anyway, my recipe doesn't call for um, I don't I never let it sit for half an hour until you can touch the shell. I put it in the oven straight away, um, and I learned already like how how to use my oven like certain places where I always used to get cracks I leave empty so um, I basically let's say I know my oven already um, so I know how to how to place the mat and how to place everything so I don't think this question is really for me <laughs> to you. okay yeah. I just I just find for me um, like like Pessy said when when it's bad weather um, if I'm making for a cake I just try to hold off there are days where I've had nine or ten cakes and I had uh, different colors, different macarons that I needed, um, and maybe I had some leftover from the cake before. I try sometimes if I do a, patch of, a batch of pink, I try to, you know, steer the customer in that direction. If they're not picky with color, I try to use the same ones. Um, so I try not to bake on days where it's bad weather, but sometimes you're stuck. I had a day where I had a cake and I made a royal blue macaron for a cake oh, for a customer and the color for royal blue, we all know darker colors are, are more difficult. Um, and I didn't get a perfect macaron. I got a very flat one. Um, but on the cake, it's not, so, it's not so bad. You can kind of use them. Um, not everyone has to have the perfect feet. It's not so noticeable. I tried to have a perfection, but I decided at 2 o'clock in the morning that I really wanted to try again. So um, I learned from Javi on our chat that um, – to use a fan. I, I actually take one of my children's camp fans. When I bought it for camp this year, I bought an extra one, and I keep it in my work area. Um, and I have a fan blowing while it, it develops its shell. It helps with the, beat the humidity. And that with my oven, I have an oven thermometer. Um, I did the bread test. For those that don't know what a bread test is, um, I put bread on my tray in the oven in different locations so I can see where it browns. And like Ruffy said, that's I don't a good idea. It, yeah, so you just you see where it browns, you know, more quick where it browns quicker, 
Um, okay. And so I, when I put my macarons on my mat, I don't, um, I don't put in that area. So when I do a lighter color, um, when I do a pink or a white, which I hate doing lighter colors, um, but I do with them a lot. So when I do, I just don't place them in those. So those batches take a little bit longer. We can go through six or seven mats, you know, in a batch. Um, so maybe each tray will have, you know, six or seven, six or eight macarons on, on that tray, but it's worth it. Um, another method that actually Javi taught me, which is a godsend, is um, doing the baking method where you do it on, I mean, this works for my oven, so I'm not going to tell everybody to go do this, everyone's ovens with different temperatures, but to do it on a high temperature. So I do for my oven 350 for six minutes, and then I lower it to 300 for eight minutes. And ever since she taught me that, even if I need to bake it a little bit longer, being that you're on a high temperature for those six minutes, I get that perfect lift and the feet, and then it's just a matter of keeping that softness. Um, so those are my three tricks that in, in, in tempering weather and, you know, my oven problems, those are just things that I use um, to fix my problems. And after Pesach, after speaking to her, I was literally in tears because I literally threw out 12 bags, Ziploc bags, of, of macarons, oh my goodness. of just 12 Ziploc bags, all different colors. My kids used to eat them, but we're getting, like, in our teeth, we're, we're getting cavities because it's so much sugar. It was, I just gave bags to my cleaning lady. My cleaning lady's kids love this stuff because I sent her home all the, you know, the failed bags. We call them our failed ones. Um, I mean, there are other things you can do with them. Failed macarons you could sprinkle on top of ice cream. There's all different things you could do with them, but I just had enough, and I was getting so upset. And Javi really, really helped me. Um, and those three techniques really helped me have success. I have success in lighter colors. Um, I have success with my feet. I have perfect shells. Everything just works out really well. Um, so, bring, you know, talking about mats, um, I use the soap pat mat. I'm not sure if what you, what you guys use. Um, I don't know if you want to use your baking techniques and what you bake them on. Hanna, you want to, just, you want to share with um, what you bake your macarons on? Is Hannah there? She's not here. Okay. Hello? Pasi, what about yeah. you? Oh, Hannah's there. All right. Awesome. Um, sorry. Yeah, I use the Soulpat mats as well. Um, also, some of them with, like, the circles on it, like the pre-made circles, um, helped me so I could get, like, a perfect circle. Um, Correct. I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, um, I tried, like, the raised ones, you know, like the – I think they usually, like, they're kind of, like, brown silicones, and they're a little bit raised. Um, so yeah. the first time I used it, I never had a problem. But then after that, they would get stuck on them. So I don't recommend them. Like the macaron mats, um, kind of. You know, you know which ones I'm talking about. They're like raised. I know. Yeah. Which, I know which one. Yeah, I know which ones you're talking about. I find yeah. with those, when I use those, um, if you put a little too much, you might have spillage, and then you right. get a funky right. shape. Um, I use those when I'm desperate, when I just need an extra mat, because I have a table full of macarons you know, waiting to, to dry, um, but only when I'm making really, really tiny ones for miniatures. I don't love using those as well. Hesse, what about you? I also use the Silpat, but I recently started using the, um, uh, I think it's called the Teflon mats, and I find them I to be those. amazing, amazing, amazing. Like, That's I really, really like they? it. The what? Which ones are they? Teflon. Is it like Is a Silpat? different it's basically like a soap but it's like it's like softer and it's not like um silicone so it's not like such a sticky thing it's more like 
um, um, a thin, like, paper-like. So I think I know what you're I, talking about. Are you? Is it like a bronze color? Yeah, yeah. I read somewhere that someone used that, and it's supposed to help with even baking. But I found it's The baking and the sheets are amazing. So I found that the reason why I use... I, the reason why I use the Silpat mask, and I don't know if anyone else finds this. Um, Rachel, we didn't forget about you. I just don't worry. Wanted, I, I, I find that when I use a Silpat mask, maybe I don't know if everyone else can attest to the same thing. When I pipe, I use the ones with the circles on them as well. So that right. I get even circles. Even then, yeah, you don't too. get you know, the same size, but you get the best option. Um, I mm-hmm. find that when I pipe them on a Silpat mask, they don't spread as much. And when you bang it out, because we're supposed to bang out the macarons to get the bubbles right. out. When I bang it out, even if it spreads a drop, it kind of stops. I tried mm-hmm. the Teflon masks, and I didn't find them. I found them to be very similar to parchment paper because when doing research, everybody said to use parchment paper. But when I use parchment paper, number one, I never got a perfect circle. They turned out to be oval after banging them. They yeah, had, me too. Um, they had um, like a ridge underneath them from like when from being crinkled. Like I, even when they suggested that I use magnets on all ends to hold it down, I never got a perfect circle, no matter how hard I tried. Um, and then I read someone tried these Teflon masks, and I bought them, and I didn't have much success with them. That's really funny, actually, because because I I actually find it to be totally different than parchment. I tried parchment also a couple of times. And also, it was fail, fail, complete fail. But here, every time I use it, I'm, like, amazed. It comes out perfect, perfect. I don't know. I don't know what it is, what type of thing it is that it makes such a big, like, difference. But by now, also, I basically know how much, like, I, I pipe into the circle. So I know when to stop, and it also comes out perfectly even. And it doesn't spread, like, the parchment paper. Parchment paper, a lot of people have the issue that it spreads. But I didn't see it with a Teflon. Okay, maybe we'll try it. Brachy, what about you? Yeah, okay, so I'm just listening because I am using parchment paper. <laughs> that's what it's suggested. When I started doing it's my so research, weird. that's what's suggested. Everyone says that the, the masks, you don't get an even bake. And I'll be honest with you, when I do the parchment paper, when I do use parchment paper, I find that my the bottoms come off much easier than they do with the Silpat. There's a lot of times where my failure, what some of my issues are, they're too soft on the bottom and they get stuck, and I right. lose some of my max from there. When I do it on parchment, I do get a perfect dry shell underneath, but I don't get a perfect circle. And it's not because of the shape I'm making it. It's when I'm banging it out is when I lose my circular shape. And when it's on a pat mat and I bang it out, it maintains that circle, but it spreads just the right amount. Does anyone That's else so find that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It makes sense. Like, it, I I had it also. But I want to add something, and I forgot what I wanted to say. Okay. Um, I have, a, sure. like, I, I use parchment paper, but I have, like, a sheet pan with tiny, tiny, tiny holes in the sheet pan. So it's that, it's it's not sort of the, huh, how, how to explain that? The air, the hot okay. air can go, like, from the bottom and from the top. So it's, like, it's as it, I bought it in some, like, from a baking site in Holland, and they said it's specially for macarons. So it's really, I don't know, I've never, I didn't have any issues like with the spreading and, and you know, with not getting perfect, perfect circles. 
the process that I'm talking about spreading is before the baking process. When, when you know, you by the banging, yeah, but it's yeah. I don't, I don't have that. And I when that. I use my soap pad, then I used yeah. to have lots of failures. And when I started using the parchment paper with that, um, let's say if I leave, so I, I put the the soap pad on my on my baking sheet and then a parchment paper on top of it just to pipe the circles. And when yeah. I used to leave it like that, I used to get failures. But when I used when Afterwards, when I take out the soap pad and just leave the parchment paper, they came out perfect. Interesting. Very I'm interesting. interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see that pan. If you can send us on that on our chat to see what the sure, pan is. Sure, sure. I'll take a picture of it. I'm interested to see this pan. Um, yeah, but like yeah, Kirsty and I were talking about, the the process that I'm referring to is right before when I bang it out on the parchment paper. I feel like I get that, a little bit of that creasing from the parchment paper. And my, for some reason, I get ovals. I can't get a perfect circle. And I don't know if it's just me or if it's the way I'm no. banging. I have Probably the way you're banging, no? I, I also I have, have it. The same it must be well, the weather out there. <laughs> <laughs> you, trust me, you don't want to have rain the whole year round. No, it doesn't sound like fun. I think I'd have a very hard time making Macs like that. Um, mm -hmm. But, Brocky, I hear you make macaron towers. Do I do, tell, yeah. Do tell, do tell, because that's something that I find very interesting and not something that I do. So let's hear. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very nice way of putting the towers, um, the, of putting the macarons, like of to, how to display them. Display, right. Yeah. So, um, so how do you go about doing that? It's basically just a styrofoam tower, okay. and I wrap it with a very thin, uh, it's, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's kind of a, like a rice paper sheet. Okay. Um, and then I stick the macarons on with melted chocolate, okay. and I just go all the way around. Sometimes I do half a tower with macarons and the half, other half the tower with um, meringues, um, because you can easily go up to 50 macarons on one tower, um, oh, wow. you know, and not many people want to spend so much money. Um, <laughs> or I just, you know, fill in flowers here and there, or make half flowers, half uh, macarons, but it's a very, it gives a lot of height to a sweet table or any, any, any table, you know, with, with, um, with cakes or whatever. So it's really nice. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. I, I just never attempted to make that. I just display them either like lines up on, on a tray or I actually put them in like the apothecary jars. That's just my, and making 50 macarons sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust mm -hmm. me, it is. Okay, and um, let's discuss fillings. We started talking about fillings in the beginning. Um, let's discuss um, what fillings what, what fillings we've tried, interesting flavors. Um, Hannah, you want to start with you? Um, I don't really have anything interesting. <laughs> okay, Cassie, what about you? Buttercream or ganache, yeah. Cassie, what about you? Anything exciting? Um, yeah, so like I said before, the mint is a very, like a favorite of a bunch of people, and the peanut butter jelly, also very, very good. And um, I always do like vanilla apricot and um, fruity pebble, also really good, and it's also not very sweet. Um, Sounds so exciting. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and then the, the simple flavors, strawberry, chocolate, you know. Uh, let me think. Pistachio. 
Pistachio uh-huh. is interesting because pistachio, when you make the pistachio macaron, you make the, that, do you make yours with pistachio flour? Or you just no, use um, flavoring in, for your inside? They, so, no. So, I do, I do less almond flour, and I add, I, I do a little bit of pistachio flour. And pistachio, some, like, right. So, that's, right. So that's interesting because that adds the flavor from the shell. Right, I do well. the same thing. I do the same thing with 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 the peanut butter jelly. I make I put peanuts like I I make like ground oh, peanuts, wow. and I add that. Basically, when I do when I do any flavor, if I do the mint, my shells are mint flavor too. So they're all like very flavorful, basically. Wow, sounds really good. And then I add pieces of chocolate into the filling, and it's. Yeah. Does it make it more difficult to get to the perfect macaronis? Like if you it does, it does. But I I really worked hard on it and figured out what to how to add the flavoring to take out how much to take out from the almond flour because macarons is a science. Everything needs to be perfect, it needs to be measured, and everything. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's so hard to figure out what flavors you could put in and what you could take out to change it around. But Bar yeah. it worked, and they're really good. And, you know, they come out perfect, thank God, so. Excellent. Rachi, what about you? Um, so when I do macarons, I don't really go for the flavor. Most of the people like that order macarons with me just go for the colors, that it should match the theme, you know, with the cakes right. or with the cookies and cupcakes or whatever. So they don't, they're not really interested in the flavor. So I didn't... Um, I don't do many flavors. My basic is um, either chocolate mocha, vanilla, salted caramel, peanut butter and jelly, uh, raspberry, uh, and that's it. So I uh-huh. um, I don't do any like you know as as exotic as Pessy does. So okay. it's more it's more um, for the color and and you know it should match everything than rather for the taste. Right. So I have that for me as well um, because I, I, I actually stopped selling macarons by the dozen because I was having so many failures, um, and I tend to make them only for, um, for cakes. I do have people, my, my customers, who call me and beg me to do it. Um, I do have a few of my favorite flavors. I do the one with the cheese inside, so the cream cheese filling. Um, I call those mac and cheese, so I do a chocolate outside. Um, that, like, like Pessy said, it's really hard to get the balance because you need to add a little bit of cocoa powder into the macaron to give the actual shell the cocoa flavor. Um, but those get really difficult because they crack a lot. Um, sometimes I just make them brown to let people think they're eating chocolate. Um, sometimes it's, you know, mind over matter. Um, and then I just do the cheese and inside. I call those mac and cheese. I do a lemon meringue flavor. Um, the strawberry shortcake is a, is a favorite of many. I love the espresso. You add a little bit of espresso powder, and then I do a chocolate ganache with a tad of, like, um, a hint of espresso in that. Um, it's also a flavor. And I yeah. tend to stick to the ganache because, to be honest, that's my favorite. Um, I do white, ganache, white chocolate ganache and, and chocolate ganache. I find that those really um, – also, I like the way the ganache holds the macaron together. I find mm-hmm. the jelly ones tend to make them a little bit mushier, right. um, and I just find that they just sit nicer just like that. Um, so those are the flavors that I, um, that I love, tend to, you know, stick towards. Um, guys, we could really wrap up our show. We could really keep talking. There's so much that we haven't discussed. Um, we have a few topics that I thought packaging I'd love to discuss. I'd love to discuss um, traveling with, with macarons. 
Um, I think it's important for our customers, customers to discuss pricing on why macarons are so expensive. Um, I mean, I don't know what everyone charges, but they tend to be on the higher end. Um, I think from, based on our conversation, if everyone, anyone wants to add, we, you can hear how difficult and how time-consuming macarons you know, are and how, they, um, you know, how, how long they take to make, and that's really what goes, in, and what goes into it. Does anyone have something to add about that? Anna, do you want to, you want to add something? Um, do you charge extra, like if you paint, you know, gold on it, or if you put gold leaf, or you know, any frills? And... So if I'm drawing on it, maybe I would charge um, maybe like uh, you know, fifty cents more. Sometimes I write names on them in chocolate, or um, like people do flowers, but just for a brush of gold, I don't. Um, flavors, I you know, if I'm selling them by the dozen, I have a price by the dozen, and I sell them that way. Tessie, what about you? Um, me too. I also sell them by the dozen or by six pieces. Um, and then, like I do now in the summer, I do the lollipop, so that's like 25 cents more. And then I also do, I wrap them individual, like, party favors, and that's also like 25 cents more. Like, wrapped with bows and stuff, and it's really pretty. But, you know, I, I, oh, people always say, they're so expensive. If you want to get them in the supermarket, you know they sell the ones in the freezer. And they're like, I don't know, ten dollars for like twelve. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. So I once bought it. I wanted to try it. I had like five flavors of my own, and the boxes of those like three different boxes like with different type of flavors. And I had my parents and my husband. Everybody tried it, and we wanted to see what the difference is. So I always wanted. I always like say these things are commercial, so they and they taste commercial, so they're cheaper. But mac and, and you can feel that it's the cheaper ones. The ones that we actually sit and we do, and we fail and we do it again and fail and do it again and again and again and again, and you feel you can feel in the macarons and you can feel that it's expensive. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel. Yes. Like, I don't know. But one I'm of the things that we fresh. always discuss. One of the things that we always discuss, a common you know thread on our chat, is how customers yeah. don't understand that we're not a bakery, and that what we do is artisanal. It's, it's higher end. It's a lot more love put into it. It's not mass production. And therefore, our, our prices, you know, you're not, you're getting home-baked goods. So our prices right. reflect that. And so right. it goes with anything we bake, especially macarons. So yeah, yeah, I just want to add that macaron is not done with a mixer. You have to really mix it by hand. And I don't think many people don't know that. Like I had someone tell me like, just put it in the mixture and give it a mix. Like, what's the big deal? I'm like, no, it's not. This is the whole thing. The macaronache is the whole thing that you have to do it by hand. And, you know, after you have to do, like, two, three batches, your hand really hurts. It's, like, it's, it's, very, it's, it's very straining, very, like, draining to do it. It's very difficult. Right. And then the piping, like, when I finish macarons, I feel like, okay, it's, like, as if I just needed five kilos of fondant. It's, it's really, I would really, like, compare it to that. It's very a lot of time and effort goes into it. A lot of yeah, yeah. very difficult mix. It's a lot of very. love. We put a lot of love into it, and we, we come out with an amazing product, and they taste delicious. Some of us don't love them as much as others. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know macarons are definitely a French delicatessen, and the reason why it's it's a delicate uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not delicatessen. It's a French delicacy. Thank you. Um, so you know. 
that's where the love goes into it and the cost goes into it. Besides for the fact that the ingredients are expensive, there's a lot of time and effort, and the prices reflect that, but it also reflects in the product. And I think you could all attest to that, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that anyone wants to add? I think we covered it all, no? Okay, yeah. until next time, guys. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks so much for Pleasure. all your input. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. It was really fun Thank again. You too. It was Have really nice. One. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.